Lift up the trumpet and loud let it ring, Jesus is coming again. Cheer up, you pilgrims, be joyful and sing, Jesus is coming again. This is the voice of prophecy, a voice crying in the wilderness of these modern days. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. is coming again. From our Voice of Prophecy studios in Los Angeles, California, we welcome you to this half hour of inspiration and music, transcribed with the King's Heralds, Del Delker, Brad Braley, and H.M.S. Richards, the Voice of Prophecy speaker. Father in heaven, we seek thy face in prayer today. We pray that thou wilt bless this broadcast 
to everyone who listens, especially guide us in all of our social contacts, in our friendships, in our love. This we ask in Jesus' name. There is a place of quiet rest near to the heart of God, a place where sin cannot molest, near to the heart of God. O Jesus, blessed Redeemer, Sent from the heart of God. Hold us who bow before thee. Near to the heart of God. Let us listen now as Bob Edwards, our first tenor, directs our thoughts to Jesus, Rose of Sharon.
Here now is H.M.S. Richards, the voice of prophecy speaker. His subject, 
Love and Courtship. A young poet obtained a letter of introduction to a well-known editor, and when granted an interview, told him that she had written some poems that she would like to see published in his magazine. What are they about? Well, uh, all about love. What is love? Tell me. Love, said the young woman, turning her eyes upward, is gazing on a lily pond at night. The lilies are in full bloom and the shimmering moonbeams... Stop, cried the editor. You're all wrong. Yes, very, very wrong. I'll tell you what love is. Love is getting up cheerfully out of a warm bed at two o'clock on a cold winter night to fill a hot water bottle for a sick baby. That's real love. I'm sorry, but I don't think we can use your poems in our magazine. After all, that editor was right. For real love is doing something for others at some inconvenience to ourselves. At least, that's the way real love is manifested. Love manifests itself in many strange and beautiful ways. It doesn't come in the same way to all people, of course, nor is it manifested in just the same way. For individualities and personalities are always involved. True love sees its duty in a hundred different ways. Yes, the night has a thousand eyes and the day but one. Yet the light of the bright world dies with the setting sun. The mind has a thousand eyes and the heart but one. Yet the light of a whole life dies when love is done. Falling in love, courtship, marriage, that's the proper order. Courtship is the getting acquainted with each other, an assurance that love is present, and that the one loved is desirable as a life partner. Some people condemn what they call love at first sight. But why? Why may not true love come at first sight and then grow and grow into its own perfection? We're speaking today about Christian love, Christian courtship, Christian marriage. Certainly young people who belong to Christ should be sure that their love is directed toward one who is also a servant of his. There may be exceptions, but as a general rule, a marriage of a Christian to an unbeliever cannot be as happy and cannot have the approbation of God to the same extent as Christian marriage would. Remember these words of Holy Scripture. They're found in Proverbs, the fourth chapter. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. If you do not wish to have a home from which the shadows will never be lifted, then do not give your heart's affection to one who does not love your Savior. No one can lay down absolute rules for courtship. Strange things happen. Unusual events take place. People become acquainted with each other in ways that are stranger than fiction. We think of the romance of Loretta Melcher, the great Wagnerian tenor. When he was a young music student in Munich, he was sitting in the garden of his boarding house one day studying one of his roles. According to his own statement, he was singing the lines, Come to me, my love, on the wings of light when to his utter astonishment a young lady literally dropped out of the sky and landed at his feet. This heavenly visitor was none other than Maria Hocker, a Bavarian actress who had been doing a stunt for a movie thriller. She had actually parachuted from a plane right into his arms. A strange introduction, but the prelude to a happy life. 
for they were later married. But usually people need time to get acquainted. It's not generally best to follow the example of Edwin Hill, the journalist and radio commentator, who upon his first arrival in New York had a strange experience. Exploring the city, he took a sightseeing ride on the elevated railway. His eye was attracted to a charming young lady who was seated across the aisle from him. Near Columbus Circle, he ventured to move over and strike up a conversation. They found an astonishing congeniality. At last, they reached the city hall, got off the train, went over to the marriage bureau, and were married. But most people could learn little of each other in such a short courtship. There are certain traits which true love will always manifest. One of them that should be remembered is that true love seeketh not her own, as we read in 1 Corinthians 13, 5. It's unselfish. Another rule to remember is to avoid the appearance of evil. As the apostle urges us in 1 Thessalonians 5:22. Here are three or four sentences from someone who knew what she was talking about. Love is a precious gift which we receive from Jesus. Pure and holy affection is not a feeling but a principle. Those who are actuated by true love are neither unreasonable nor blind. Taught by the Holy Spirit, they love God supremely and their neighbor as themselves. In 1 John 4, 8, it is written, God is love. And the command of the apostle is that ye love one another. Love for God, the love of God in the heart of man, love for our fellow beings, and especially the love which leads to marriage, are all in God's plan and originated in the mind and heart of God. Of Jacob's love for Rachel, we read in Genesis 29, And Jacob served seven years for Rachel. And they seemed unto him but a few days for the love he had of her. That's the sort of love that God wants us to have in true courtship and marriage, a love the years cannot kill, a love that is stronger than time, a love that beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things, a love that never faileth. The next suggestion, young man and young woman, is this. Don't be in a hurry. If in doubt, wait. It's better to wait now than weep later. Take a little time. And that's important. My friends, in a true picture of love, we must know where we're going, following principle and the light of God's word. Any love that will not match such a test isn't true love, merely an imitation of it, a counterfeit. In Proverbs 14:12, it is written, There is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Some questions that one might do well to ask are these. Is this person in whom I'm interested selfish? Is he careless with my reputation? Does he suggest anything that degrades or would cause me to lose honor or virtue? Is he earnest, sincere? Does he have ambitions? Above all, is he a Christian believer? Does he desire a home and children? Is he faithful in little things? See Lester Bond in one of his very fine messages to young people suggests ten rules for courtship and marriage. First, love those best who love Christ most. Two, marry early after physical and mental growth is completed, before the mind is set in a rut. Three, select a partner with good heredity. Remember, you're marrying not only an individual, but a family. 
That's why courting should usually be done in the home, not merely in an automobile. Four, choose someone who sympathizes with your interests and aims in life. Someone whose habits and plans are compatible with yours. Five, make as careful and intelligent a study of the things necessary for success in marriage as you would for the setting up of a business or profession. Six, cultivate good health. Many a home has been wrecked because one or the other of the persons concerned has not guarded his health. Seven, remember, love is a fine art, the greatest in the world. It's a plant that needs cultivation. Eight, have some outside interests and recreations in common. Nine, agree upon the handling of money. Plan a budget. The misuse of money or misunderstanding about money has broken many a love affair and destroyed many a marriage. Ten and last, but not least, remember that courtship should not end with marriage, but be continued on as long as life lasts. One should not plan merely to win affections, but to keep them. To me, one of the sweetest memories of boyhood is the continued courting of my mother by my father. He never left home without looking back and tipping his hat. And when he was away from home, he wrote her a letter or a postcard every day. He always called her sweetheart and meant it. Most of the time we were as poor as poor could be. But there was always some way in which father could show mother his love, some little gift. But especially by kindly attentions and acting the part of a lover, which he always did. One day our Voice of Prophecy broadcasting group visited the famous Hermitage, home of Andrew Jackson near Nashville, Tennessee. After winning the great victory over Wellington's veterans at New Orleans and serving two terms as President of the United States, he retired to the Hermitage to end his days. He had great memories to enrich his mind, yet... In his sunset hours, those great events in which he had taken part did not occupy his thoughts. They did not bring him comfort and consolation. Visitors who entered his room said that they would find the old gentleman sitting before the fire with his Bible in one hand and a miniature picture of his beloved Rachel in the other. There in the realm of the heart, not in the realm of things, he found, as we all must find, the real and abiding satisfactions of life. Of Andrew Jackson and his Rachel, it may be said, as Holy Writ says of Isaac and Rebecca, and he loved her. And may it be said of all of us in our relations with those we love that we really did truly, in the Christian sense, love one another. In that way, courtship and marriage will lead us on to that greater love and that greater life beyond the dawn of eternity.
Remember, we deeply appreciate your prayers in helping us preach the word to the millions. May we enlist you as together we keep looking up and go forward in faith. Have faith in God, from Him, by, through, and of. Have faith in God, within, without, above. Have faith in God, so beats the heart of love. Have faith, dear friend, in God. We hope this transcribed program of ours has served to give you spiritual strength. And we invite you to join us again next week at the same time for another broadcast brought to you by the Voice of Prophecy. The Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace.